Hey guys, Kirk Henderson here. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I just wanted to let you know that Megaphone, our audio uh, distributor, has been having some major issues as of late, which is why recent episodes aren't really fully downloading or they stop halfway through. It's not something Josh and I did. I apologize for that. Also, just so you know, over the next week or so, I don't have working internet at my house. Things have just gone to hell in a handbasket. It really stinks. Uh, trying to work it out, but not sure what that's going to mean for the podcast recording schedule. I'm sure we'll figure something out, but the quality may be even worse than normal, and for that, I apologize. Now on to group therapy, which we recorded uh, after the game on Saturday night. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball's group therapy. This is Kirk Henderson, editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. I'm coming to you at about 10.30 on Saturday night. I have no idea if my audio is working. I have no idea if the audio is going to be clear because I woke up today to my internet being down and it has been down all day. I think somebody cut the cable to my house and my dog is very upset about it, as you can hear. So we're about to find out. Uh, we're about to find out if I can get away with this uh, just doing it on the cellular network. So <laughs> thanks, Bobby. Bobby, with the suggestion of getting Starlink. Um you know, it's uh, I watched the entire game on game. Well, watched. I, I I basically followed the entire game on GameCast and on um, and on Twitter and in the Mavs Moneyball group chat, to which I will briefly summarize the game as far as I understood it. Minus Luka Doncic, Spencer, and obviously Maxi. The Mavericks came out and put up a hell of a fight with. Um, just basically who they had. Kimball Walker played, you know, one of you know, his first truly fantastic game for the Mavericks. But by the end, he just didn't have the gas with what they needed. And in overtime, uh, they petered out. I followed the overtime most closely. One of seven from the floor for the team with two turnovers. And that's sort of the way things go. So let's do this tonight. If you have some takes, um, if you have some some good takes, let's let's come up on stage and let's hear them, and then let's uh, maybe make it a shorter show, just because I don't have the bandwidth and I don't know how long my phone connection will last. So, um, oh, just to to answer, um, <laughs> Robbie Patel asks a really hilarious question in the chat: um, Why didn't the Mavericks invest in guys like Whiteside, Cousins, or Howard and sign McGee for three years? Well, the main reason they signed McGee. Uh, Robbie is because Jason Kidd had a pre-existing relationship with him from the Los Angeles Lakers when he was on their roster. Uh, that's the main reason that they were interested in McGee at all. Um, you'll notice the other three guys you mentioned are not on any NBA teams. However, there's a pretty strong argument to be made that any of the other three would have been a better use of roster space than JaVale McGee. Okay, uh, coming up on stage first, let's go with my guy, Brett. Brett, how are you? Hey, Kirk. And so you say you said you didn't watch watch it, weren't able to watch any of the game, right? No, I had a ton of you know I was basically watching on replay clips and basically on like a five to seven minute delay for every play of consequence. Oh, okay. Um, which yeah. So I'll, I'll preface this with like I'll say some I have some like you know negative thoughts about it, but overall, I mean, I think that they, that the team played really well you know, given the circumstances. Um, the, my, the first negative thing is I live close enough that I could have gone to this game. I was planning on going to the game. I decided not to get tickets when they ruled Luca out. So personally, I'm, I'm, I'm very annoyed by that. 
Um, and, and I also live, live, I, and I live in Indiana, which is also, you know, close to, to Chicago where they also arrested Luca on the second night of a back to back. So, which, which has ruined multiple plans of mine so far this season. Which is pretty disappointing because, you know, I'm, I've gotten a lot of grief today for some of my comments on why I think they should have had Luka Doncic go ahead and play. But I just, I don't know. It's a bigger conversation to discuss when stars don't play because a lot of people have come at me with the angles of, oh, well, if a guy gets injured, then you're not going to be able to see him play at all. Like the way Luka plays, like not playing isn't going to help him from keeping getting injured. Like it's, there's just some weirdness, you know, every once in every 10 games, they basically made up their minds that they were going to rest him. I just, I'm really disappointed that they did it once again. I think this is not the first time they've rested him or that he's missed a, a Cleveland game when there's like a huge Slovenian population up there in the, the Ohio area. And you know, they're, it's, it's just disappointing to me. Um, I wonder if they would have gotten the win. They obviously would have played a much different style basketball game. It, it really felt like that this game, that the whole team had a bunch of energy, which frankly is not something we've seen with regular. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the kind of game. And I think some, some people will noted this on Twitter that what, that what happened to Cleveland is what happens to the Mavs a lot when they play undermanned teams and, and they don't get up for the game, which is clearly what happened. You know, Donovan wasn't up for the game until the fourth quarter, um, you know, most of their most of their star players didn't didn't really have much energy until until the end, um, and and so and so I, and so I think you know saying you know oh if Luke had played if you know Dinwiddie had played that the result would be different I don't think that that's you know that's not how things work, um, but but yeah I mean so, so from that perspective it's disappointing. Um, other things on the last play the fact that kid didn't call a timeout. I'm not sure what he's if if someone's asked him about this yet or like what he's said, but like m- my assumption is that he just like isn't aware that he can, like is that he just doesn't think about it. Like I don't think it's a conscious decision to say like we're letting him, you know, we're doing this against a, sc- a scramble defense. That may be what he says after the fact, but I just don't think it's it's like it crossed his mind before. Like I can see that. I'm not going to get myself in trouble speculating, though sometimes I'm willing to do that as you've you've heard me over the years. Um this is this is one of these things that he's just frustrated me on the whole time. I mean, they were so dead-legged. And granted, so are the Cavs because both teams have played 6 games in 8 nights. And that when the Mavericks chose to rest, you know, Luke, like, cause everybody was resting tonight. Like I, they have to give an injury reason, but why, I, I don't know why we do this. They were both resting. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the kayfabe it, of, of, of the, of the, of, of, of the, the injuries they put down is ridiculous. Like it is, it is, it is, it is an insult to everyone. In- well, Luca, uh, uh, Heath in the chat said Luca should not have been dead legged and they took him out at the end of the third quarter last night. You know, they, we all thought that was why it was such a great thing that they were really whipping ass last night. It's like, okay, Luke is going to be fresh to play against the Cavs. And I'm sure there's some argument about minutes loads, but when they played the Cavs on Wednesday, that game was over with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter because the, the, the snafu at the end of the third, um, the, you know, the technical foul, which again was another kid fuck up. Um, the, the the Mavs went from being down eight to being down 15, like, in a hurry. Like, the game was over, and they left Luka in until three minutes left in the fourth quarter. 
Like that's the sort of stuff where you buy time, where you buy minutes. And that was just a little bit frustrating coming into this game. I mean, I'm sure it was planned for weeks. Like that's the real thing that like, I, I sometimes forget that. Like this is not something these guys come to willy nilly. There's a plan. I just hate that there's a plan because I think if, if the NBA wants every game to matter, they should either cut down on the games or every fucking game should matter. Like it's that simple. Yeah. I mean, it, like, like all of that was, is very frustrating. Um, I, well, notwithstanding, you know, Kimba's injury issues, because, you know, I, and probably most people, you know, don't you know, no, we don't know the full picture of what, like how much Kimba could play. Like, but it, he looks effective. And I am hoping that going forward, he gets, he gets, he's in the rotation. Like he, if he provides, like he's not going to put up, you know, thirty points a night. He's not going to do this every game. He's going to have plenty of time where he can't play because he's injured and because his knees are are you know destroyed. But well, what if you what if you roll him out every every third game, you know, for twenty minutes? Uh, that I don't think he can give you nightly production. And I also think it's it's that's why this game really sucks because they they used a great Kemba game and lost. Um, and how many of those are really left in the tank? And I'm not sure what, what how much he has left because I'm I'm curious as to whether it's a question of pain tolerance because it strikes me that's really what it strikes me as because when you watch if you go look at his minutes with the Knicks last year he was outstanding and then he just slowly turned into a pumpkin and that's because they were rolling him out for 20 minutes a night every night so it's it's I I think they have to kind of use him you know in in spots really pick their pick their spots and they should use figure him. it out. They should use him the way, and in an ideal world, they had been using Maxi for the last three years, where he mm. plays situationally. And some nights it's ten minutes, and depending on opponent, some nights it's thirty minutes. Like, yeah. that's how it should be. But you know, given given the fact that, like, and this is my last point, that in a game like this where you are playing the back, the end of the bench, man, those guys suck. And it is like the like Theo Pinson. I'm sure is a nice guy. I'm sure all of them like him very much. He is I'm not a nice guy. People like me. Basketball player. <laughs> it's wild. I just this. We find new ways to get annoyed at roster construction every third or fourth game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, 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 in the sense that, like, I like Fakunu Composite was also bad, and I get that, and his contract was not like fully guaranteed. But like, for for the love of God, cut cut Pinson and like have some somebody at the end of the bench. I mean, and this is why when people talk about, and I'm sure there are people said this, you know, in the off season that like, Oh, he's the 15th man. It doesn't really matter. Your 15th man is not going to make, and that's true in like, in like the playoffs. Like it's like who your 15th man is in, in, in May is not going to matter at all, but you have to get there. And every, like, you know, every dollar you spend, every, you know, roster spot, every, you know, bit of the team matters and not having players on the roster who can contribute in any capacity, like you, you are, it, like it is a complete waste of a roster spot. And in the game like this, where you know who knows if if he was able to play like five percent better, then that means that Kimba has to play like one or two less minutes, and that means he's like slightly sharper in, in overtime. Yeah, no, I, I it's the margins. Um, the margins have never seemed to be a thing that the, the kind of the, the Cuban, the, the post title Cuban owned Mavericks have seemed to care about. And it's so interesting when you look back at a lot of the comments that Mark made following the, the ratification of the 2011 CBA, he seemed to actually have his, 
like ducks in a row about what was going to be important rookie scale contracts and value contracts. Only the Mavericks <laughs> didn't seem to be able to do anything of, at all over, you know, the next five to six years. And they just slowly lost assets. And you'd think by now, particularly with, you know, what they've lost, you know, Brunson, just the thing we constantly harp on, but it's, you'd think they would value elements of, of, of what we're talking about a little bit more because, you know, you just can't. And granted, part of it is they certainly did not expect Javale McGee to be this big, this much of a, this much of a waste of space. Um, I just that that's been the real kicker. It's like your your big piece that you sign, like using your only real asset, is useless. Um, that really really hurts and makes everything else worse. I mean, you know the 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 Jaden Hardy agenda for everybody took a little bit of a hit tonight because once again he's a six foot three, twenty one year old you know, shooting guard, like he's gonna, it's going to take it like consistency is never going to be his forte. So it's, it's just tough. Like the Frank minutes are the stuff that kills me because it's like Frank, like Frank, once again, showed the why I'm just the turnover with a minute left. (laughs) How does that happen? How does that happen? Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's not a guard. He's a wing. He's an undersized wing who can play some, you know, some spot defense and asking him to, as they said on the broadcast, when he was out there with Pinson, he was the point guard. That is, he was at best the third best dribbler, like out there at that time with Pinson and and Hardy. Like why he was handling the ball, I I have cannot fathom. Because but none of those players really can handle the ball, and that's again the problem. Yeah, no, I understand. Well, thanks for starting us off tonight. Thanks. All right, talk soon. Okay, coming up next, let's go to my guy, Brandon. What's up, man? Welcome again. You up here? Brandon. All right, we'll try again in a second. If you switch apps sometimes when you're in here, it won't let your audio pick up whenever you come up on stage. Um, that's just kind of a, a long-term problem. Jared, welcome to the show. It's been a couple of nights. Hey, Kirk. How are you doing? Uh, it's, uh, it, it, you know, annoyed that we lost, but not shocked or anything like that. Mostly annoyed that my internet is dead. Oh yeah. That's uh that's, yeah. Someone probably did cut your line. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I get that you're annoyed, but I mean, I think I'm just apathetic towards the season and that's not really sure. a, a fun spot to be in. Cause I mean, it's not even Christmas yet, but I mean, it's it, like, it just feels like we're not doing anything and we're just, Wasting our time. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I, I yeah. I, I guess my takeaway from this game is is that uh, Kimba's back. He looks like Yukon Kimba. He is our third ball hit. No, I'm kidding. He uh, looked good though. Yeah. No, he did. Uh, I was surprised at how much he was filling it up. But I mean, we wasted a very good Kimba game, like you said. And you know how much uh, how how much longer can his knees keep this up? Because he's got the knees of a 57 year old man. No, it's it's that that part is is particularly because he's still on a non guaranteed contract, which means if they find a different piece, they're gonna let him go. Um, and it's it's just it's uncomfortable to me for a guy that was that important to like kind of basketball as I've watched it the last fifteen years. I I got to watch two games during their uh in their their final four run years and years ago in person, yeah. and it was like oh my god. So it's I'm I'm delighted to see him playing. I just I wonder it's it's like it just feels like there's a there's a countdown timer on him. Right, right. Yeah, just 
has Greg Oden knees, I guess. No, but my uh, real takeaway is, uh, man, Hardy should have been subbed in for Frank after Frank made that defensive play that uh, with a minute left in overtime that you were just referencing how he just gave the ball away. Because, I mean, Frank, his his role in the league is just a 3-and-D guy at this point. Uh, he is about as useful useful as a white crayon when it comes down to, you know, making a play. Like, he just, I think Hardy should have been given that opportunity. You know, why not? I don't understand either. I think that has to be more of a, a like, comfortability thing. But I just I – maybe – I don't have a good answer. Like, I, I just – I can't – like, watching – like, putting Frank in the in – the, um, in the position where he has the dribble stinks because he, he can't dribble. If he just catches and shoots, fine. He can defend, but it's like the dribbling. Yeah. Oh no. No. Yeah. Just it, so. it, I was, I, th- all hope was lost at, every, at any time that he had to, you know, make a play or whatever. The Basically when the ball got, uh, wasn't in Kim's hands and I don't think that's really fair to him because it's only his third game with the team, but well, that's where it's like – that's where we're all wondering, like, do they have an offense? And him dribbling 20 seconds and, like, everybody kicks the shit out of Luca every time Luca dribbles for 20 seconds. Could it be – could it be that maybe Luca does that on occasion because they don't seem to have any set that they go to? Yeah, and Tim was – Tim was being the uh, – was setting the picks instead of Wood. I just didn't understand it. It was confusing. Yeah. Well, why they went for three on the last play is what really boggles my mind. Like, Timmy had a baseline attack, and he just pulls up, and then as the – because the guy's right there, he then has to throw it to Wood, who also doesn't attack, and takes a step back. Like, it's just like, guys, what are we doing? Like, that, that's where the, the Brett's point earlier about, like, calling a timeout and, like, doing something is painful. Yeah, it just – I mean, the offense just looked like how it normally does, but just with Kimba running it. And I, I just don't think Kid – his ceiling really is where sh- what Sean Sweeney is doing. I think that's the hard reality of it. He should just be, be an assistant coach like he was with the Lakers. Vibes guy, you know, the sage. I just – I think there's an element to be said about him where he's – Jason Kidd, the basketball player, was a savant. Like, he is in the Hall of Fame. He is one of the best basketball players who's ever lived. Yeah. I think those who are unbelievable at doing sometimes are really not that good at explaining and it just makes me wonder, like, what does he bring to the tactics point of view? Because some of this stuff has just got to be natural to him. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think the really uh, the real underrated loss of the offseason was losing Kokoskov to Brooklyn. Well, I, 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 there have been little whispers of things that I've heard from Slovenians that basically Kid pushed him out, which knowing Kid's history is not entirely unsurprising. But what are you going to do? Uh well be uh, coaches on Twitter I guess and that's right why didn't we set screens harder tonight yeah, or hit free throws yeah bullying works I mean it really does <laughs> all right Jacob thanks for start for uh, coming up yep all right we're gonna try Brandon again how's it going all right six times a charm good Kurt thank you there we go no no it's it's something with the app where when you switch if you switch between anything else that plays audio it will not pick up your mic when you come up on stage is what I've sort of figured out. Yeah, I was thinking it was this Android, you know. Well, my, my favorite thing <laughs> that happens 
is when I, when I'm doing this, like during the day when I ought to be working and my boss calls and you'll be able to tell when I do this <laughs> during the day, cause it'll be like 15 straight seconds of me silent and I'm never silent. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you know, I was looking at, um, kind of how Cleveland, how we, how we compared to Cleveland, um, stats wise with everybody being out. And I think, you know, the main thing that they did that, you know, kind of exposed Dallas or better than Dallas was rebounding. Um, I was looking Cleveland, they averaged around 42 rebounds. And at the end of regulation, they had 60. Um, I think Dallas had like 50. So that that wasn't terribly, terribly bad. But um, it's just surprising that uh, most of the rebounds kind of, you know, came from one person, I believe, which is, uh, I think, uh, Wood had maybe 10, and yep. I think 10 the second most. Um, Allen yep. for Cleveland had like, uh, at the end of regulation, had like 14, and he averaged 10. So that wasn't terribly bad. Um, but, I mean, just being optimistic about what the Mavs could do, uh, I mean, with the limited talent that they do have, I would say that, that they would, if they could do something that's like a, a, a Luca by committee, you know what I mean, to try to substitute those 32 points, eight rebounds, and eight assists, and the minutes when he's off of the off of the floor, uh, that would be better than nothing. Um, it, if they could get that, you know, like someone was saying, playing Kimba every few games or once a week and get, you know, give Luca rest maybe and do some type of Luca by committee, then, I mean, we wouldn't be losing a lot. I know defensively, um, it wouldn't be a, a huge step down because Luke isn't like this lockdown down defender and definitely on free throws and, and technical fouls and stuff like that. <laughs> we wouldn't be losing anything, but just looking at what we have, there's not a lot of options, you know, of getting anything done. I, but I would say just looking off of how uh, Kimba, you know, carried the weight, if, you know, could get the other guys to not, you know, to contribute to where Kimba wouldn't have to give, you know, 32 a night. And do some type of look about committee. I think that would be some, a small well, victory. Anything. So one thing that you're 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 kind of touching on the fringes of is something that has been my beef with the other Mavericks since Luca became kind of a super duper star in year two, where it's I'm wondering sort of about and and you know I'm not a psychologist, but there's there's got to be something to the fact that these guys play with the superstar, and there's an element of everyone expecting Luca to make it okay where you go look at the box score tonight and these guys all chipped in. It was nice. It was a, it was a team effort by the Dallas Mavericks in some respects. You know, obviously Christian Wood starting helps a lot. Uh, his scoring was there. His rebounding was there. And it's the argument that we're all kind of, you know, all we've all more or less wanted it for 25 games that Christian Wood should start. And I, I think that, Two games in a row where I, I'm just sort of I'm sort of stuck on the fact that I think they need to stop worrying about defense and just go score points. Um, uh, the defense maybe will take care of itself down the line. I just I don't know because um, everybody played a little better tonight and it was without Luca and some of that is I think you know not because Luca's necessarily like I know people want to call him a ball hog but I think that they're just used to him being the guy and when he's not there that means they have to step up. I think that's relative to other teams. Like 
you know, last year and even this year uh, with Memphis, how they didn't lose a step when Moran was out. I mean, that's you know, it was like the next man up. And um, kind of like you said, it could be psychological. I'm not a psychologist, but it could be something to where the guys just, you know, uh, feel like they they have to inherit the responsibilities of Luke and step up. Because, I mean, um, if if um, Bullock would have scored a little bit more, you would have five people in double figures, um, which is pretty good. I was looking in Cleveland, probably had like, about three or four people in double figures, but most I mean, teams, if you go look, this is where Luca's kind of broken us. If you go look at most teams, the Dallas have some of the most dis, um, disparate scoring balances between right. players. Most teams starting fives produce in double figures. We just have gotten so used to like the Dorian one for six nights where it's like, okay, well, we're fine with this. Yeah, yeah, that 32-8-8, eight and eight, it looks good. You know, it looks good on SportsCenter and all the other channels. But then if you just really look at the game and what Luca has to do to get that and kind of, you know, how he sets people up. And, you know, I, I don't really like to, you know, harp on Luca's play because he's a great – but it seems like to me um, he, he doesn't have that Chris Paul type point guard stouts where he sets people up to, you know, to, to score on their levels. Luca makes amazing passes. Uh, to me, Chris Paul, he makes amazing players. You know what I mean? He, just think about what he did with Oklahoma City. They went to the playoffs. Houston, he went there. He went to the playoffs. I think if Luka gets uh, more experience with being able to drive and dish on a level like Chris Paul, then it would be more. But right now, he's just making I just making think amazing. they need to give him I, – I think they need to give him more guys who can do stuff. Like everybody that's on their team right now is a sing, like, like is by and large a single-skill guy. Like, do you feel comfortable when Reggie Bullock dribbles? No, I certainly don't. You know? So. And the thing is, it's hard to feel comfortable with kind of like, man, I was listening. I was listening on game. Um, I was watching on League Pass, and I was listening to the Cleveland feed. And it was like at the end of regulation, and the announcers were just like laughing at the Mavericks. They were like, this is scared to shoot the ball. It's like they're playing, basically saying they're playing hot potato. And they just yeah. went on and on, kind of harping about how nobody wanted to te- step up to take that shot. Um, you know, the the lights is bright. Somebody has to, you know, be able to pull the trigger. And like you right. said, somebody has to be able to take on multiple responsibilities besides, you know, catching and shooting, you know, when Luca dishes to him. Well, thank you for uh, coming up again two nights in a row. Appreciate you. Thanks, Kurt. All right. Let's go to – we got a lot of people in here. Everybody wants to talk tonight. Um Hey, Josh. Hey. How are we doing? Oh, good. Good, good. I thought that that was uh, – look, let's just cut to the chase because it gets – sometimes it gets too gloomy in here. It was a game without Doncic, Kleba, Dinwiddie, Green, and Powell. And at any point, if somebody told you, okay, well, they're going to play tonight with – out these guys against a fully loaded Cavaliers team, they would just be like automatic loss. And that was an awesome game. Took them to overtime. I think, yeah, the last uh, couple plays were a little too big um, uh, for a team that really hasn't played with each other. I mean, I mean, this was like pretty crazy. So I don't think anybody ruined the Kemba night or any of this kind of rhetoric. I think I think they were awesome. It was an awesome game. It was a loss in overtime that should have been a blowout 
in regular time. I think that's I think that's mostly right. I do. I, I, I think that that's where it's like when they give you hope and then they take it away, that sometimes hurts a little more. <laughs> do you know? Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I was happy about it, but I'm just saying, you know, it's like, it's like, I remember last season when the team was just decimated and we, we had, what's his face coming in playing center, uh, against like the Nuggets. Oh God, what was that guy's name? I mean, we had a whole Motley crew last season uh, that was playing when everybody was out with COVID. Yes. And and that was a time when the team actually grew, um, where people started. I felt like that was like a period of time where they started kind of believing in each other. Um, I don't like losses. But at the same time, I was like, man, this is this is kind of this is kind of fucking cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Stop being gloomy, people. Get get happy. Uh, well, you know, you don't have to be happy all the time. But but anyway, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, Cleveland is stacked. No wonder they lead in rebounding. They're like long at every position. I was pretty impressed with with Wood uh, tonight on both sides of the ball. I was like, wow, he was really getting after it. Um, and I don't think it's important to harp on the on the starting thing with Wood, uh, except for the slow starts. I get that, but I think he just needs minutes because uh, man, he's he was looking great. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. But um, but yes, uh, awesome awesome game. Looking forward to when's the next one on on Monday. I need a yeah. I need at least a day to figure out my my internet so I can watch the game. <laughs> I'm glad there's not one tomorrow night. All right. Well, thanks, Josh. We'll oh, talk soon. Okay. Oh wait, why why is Luca out? I missed that part. Uh, they're resting him. They gave they gave ah. him an injury like that. He strained his thigh and like my eyes nearly rolled out of my head. I was like, did he strain his thigh dunking? Like what what did he do? So that was that's a nasty why. dunk. Nasty that was a great dunk. dunk. Okay. Okay, uh, good to good to talk to you, Kirk. Peace. Talk soon, buddy. All right, let's go to Ewan. What's hey? What's up? What are we thinking tonight? Well, no, it it was a great game overall. I enjoyed watching the game. You know, to think that was going to be our starting lineup, and you know, going into the game, you were like, you know, this might be a blowout, but it was it was entertaining the whole way. Yeah. And I had the Bally because I have you know, like I use like an IPTV, so I had the Bally stream up, and then at halftime I changed it to like go over to my fantasy football to see what's going on, and then when I changed back, I lost the Bally stream and I had to listen to the Cavalier stream. And what um, not the last caller, the caller before that was saying how the Cavaliers announced it was pretty much clowning us. They're like, yeah, you know, we just wait to the fourth quarter, five minutes, and you know, we close it out and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but to be in the game at that point was was pretty encouraging. And um, like I said, with Frank, that turnover the last minute is like that shows how important it is to have two ball handlers on the floor at that critical situation because you give them the ball and what boop turnover. So I'm like, that 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 kind of killed it. And I mean, you always talk about like moral victories. You know, it's, it's expected loss, and you know they're gonna up against their their you know healthy squad. But it's like we have 
the victory in our hands. It's there to take. Like, do your best to take it. Like, if it's there to take, do your best to take it. You know? And it's, yeah. And it's, it's like, out of gas. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Run out of gas. Run out of gas. You don't have as much, like, but anyway, like, like Kemba looked good. Like, I'm really glad he was able to show his stuff today. He looked good. And, like, the last possession of Wood, with that, as you watch the you know the highlights and stuff, you say maybe he could have swung it over to Frank and then maybe Frank could have swung it to to Bullock for that open shot. Like in that situation is like it shows the fourth quarter minutes in the regular game when Lucas there the importance of Wood getting some time in that situation. Cause I felt that at that moment when he caught the ball, he kinda like reverted back to his Houston knees, like, yo, I'm not gonna make the right basketball play. I'm just gonna just do my thing and if he had, if he get more playing time with maybe Luca down the stretch, maybe he would have the concept of look, yo, this is the right play. This is the right play you got to do. You may have a good shot, but you can swing it for a better shot. So those minutes toward towards the end of the fourth quarter with Luca, I feel like those are minutes that he has to. Jason can have to start giving him. So when these situations come up, like they know what to do, you know. So we'll see. Well, thanks so much for hanging out. All right. See you on Monday. Yes, sir. All right. Let's go to Rain. How you doing, Rain? What's up? All right. I mean, not too much to cry about with this loss, I I would say, to be quite honest. The the main issue I have is that uh, Jason Kidd said Luca and Wood starting together, not on my watch, and he's going to take a rest. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not on my watch. I mean, I I said it was going to take an injury to Powell, and he he just yeah he said not on my watch, not happening. And the fact that we were within one, I'll take it. Sure, if Luca was playing and we lost this by one, you know I'd be fuming. But it just it is what it is. I mean, we can be. Uh, oh, sorry, I, actually I do have some criticisms. It almost seems like setting Hardy up to fail when you put him on the floor with Theo Pinson and that lineup that he was in. Because we, we have to remember, he was a little bit inconsistent, but when he has more focus drawn towards him because there's fewer even playable players on the floor, of course he's going he's gonna to be defended differently. Sure. If he's your third man, he's, he's getting defended differently than when you're putting him up against the number three in the East defense, or sorry, number three in the West and putting him up against that defense, but yeah, setting him up for failure. So, and on Wood starting not being an issue, um, I do think it is an issue because what he can do with Luca would just be amazing. And on top of him just getting minutes, it's not just about him getting the minutes. It doesn't matter if he's on the floor for 30 minutes and gets two touches. Like So often when he is on the floor, he isn't being utilized at all. And it happens a little bit more when he's on the... I've noticed when he is in the game with Spencer Dinwiddie. Which, and if you're going to put him on the floor when he's not with Luka and have Dinwiddie being the point guard you know, and being the playmaker, that's just not going to work. Now, maybe they could alleviate that a little bit by playing Kimber a bit more, but as we all know, Kimber's probably got about... 30 decent games before his knees explode. So right. to make the best use of that, it is to have Christian Wood starting. His defense looked all right. But um, I, I, 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they rest Luca until Dwight Powell comes back just so Jason Kidd doesn't have to play Wood with Luca. Plus, they lost this game. So I haven't seen the post-game comments, but I imagine it's something like we tried him down the stretch and it didn't work on offense or defense, you know. Because that's what we got last time. He, he closed the game, basically, but... They're not. Yeah, and on I've seen that, them. They're they're not bad. They're they're okay. not bad. They're not good. They're kind of like ambivalent. Where he's he's just casually non-committal and not particularly critical, which honestly feels like a step up. On another step up was he showed some emotion this game. He took his. I saw him on camera with his hands out of his pockets. I was amazed. I didn't know that could happen. And not calling timeouts. Okay, another step back. Um, having, I mean, sometimes Christian Wood makes some good passes out of like the short, short roll. He might be like the, th- well, Kimber's on the team now, but prior to that, he might have been like the third or fourth best pass on the team, but he doesn't really have the vision. He's not really a true playmaker. So to expect him to be making plays down the stretch in the end when he doesn't play in the fourth quarter, it is a little bit rich. They should have called a, a timeout, but again, we don't have Eagle. So what's the point? And speaking of Eagle. Um, he went to the Nets, right? That's so right. they just won a game with a, where they draw for play in the final seconds after a timeout. Hmm. I mean, sure, they also had Kyrie and KD, but I imagine the, the play that was drawn up helped somewhat. We certainly could have right. used it in our game, but anyway, that's all I have to say for today. Well, thanks for popping back in. All right. Have a good one. Talk soon. Okay, coming next then, we're going to go to Micah. How you doing, Micah? One more time with the mute button there. Ooh, I'm tired. Micah, you there? All right, we'll invite you back up here in a second. Um, on to the next. Simon, what's up, buddy? Hey, wasn't quite ready, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Welcome, hey, welcome. Let me make my may I call, but I uh, admit I did not watch the game tonight. I was at a Christmas function. And, <laughs> and I didn't I watch prob- the game either. I was just staring I, at my phone, trying my best. I probably, was- probably would have tried to stream it if, if everybody was playing as normal. But anyway, um, I, you know, when I jumped on, Kirk, you were making a point about the team surrounding Luca was single skill guys, right? Yeah. So, so I go on, uh, what is it? Basketball, basketball reference, right? And it should, and what it, it's, it's brilliant because it shows you, um, each player, what percentage of their field goals come off of an assist. All right. Dorian Finney Smith, a hundred percent of his three pointers off of an assist. Reggie Bullock, 100% of his three-pointers off of an assist. Tim Hardaway Jr., 92.3% of his three-pointers off of an assist. Which Maxie is funny P- when you think about how many damn shots that guy shoots. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing looking at this column. Like, I yeah. mean, Maxi Kleba, 100% of his three-pointers off of an assist. Right. Josh like, Green, they don't have anybody that can get their own shots. Like, 100%. That's, been, that's why the – I mean, so Di- here, Dinwiddie's interesting because he sixty four percent of his threes are off of an assist, but only thirteen percent of his twos off of an assist. And then you go to Luca, 
8.8% of his twos off of an assist, 15.4% of his threes off of an assist. I mean, if that – wild, if right? That does, I mean, I'm just looking at these. I mean, the, and the two-point shots are not much better for, like, the, for the supporting guys, you know. I mean, they're not 100%, but they're, but they're, but they're up there, you know. And it just, it just hammers home the point that anybody who's watched this team has understand all along, which is like they – you know, that's why it's so encouraging, even though I didn't watch the game. I look at the box score and I see Kemba Walker – scores 32 points and, and and plays pretty well like god i'll go back and watch it later but if they can incorporate something something where 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 somebody else is 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 creating offense other than luca you know and, and i get Kemba, you know Kemba's he's small he's he's flammable on defense we don't know how long his knee's gonna hold up i mean it's just it's but that's but that's all this team has that's all. That's all they have. That's all they have at this point. They 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 have hope. Kemba's knee holds up, and hope Christian Wood can hold up on the defensive end and learn how to play basketball a little bit better. Because I mean, it, I did watch the Portland game on Friday, and I hear I heard you on Wednesday after the the um, the first Cleveland game, where. I get it with Wood. It's like he does frustrating things. Like sometimes he doesn't quite know. He doesn't look like he quite knows how to play basketball. He just he dribbles with his head down. He he does he isolation. Couple, yeah, he had a just, couple of booths tonight. But it's just it's like it's hard to get mad when he was you know arguably the, the you know first time really in a featured role with the Mavericks. But the, but it's like it's like what what is your other option? What are the other right. options that they have? What are the other options they have on this team? Like Christian Wood can do NBA stuff. Like he he can he can he if you run a pick and roll with him, he's a he's a threat to roll and catch a lob. He's a threat to pop and hit a three. And if he gets a if he gets a mismatch, he'll pu- he'll punish a mismatch on a duck, which is like. That's something that Porzingis never really could do very well, sure. because he didn't have the lower body strength to like to, to to punish people with this height advantage. You know, he would he would shoot over them, but he would get pushed off of his spot. Would when he when he rolls and he ducks and he gets a mismatch, he, he'll punish it, and he and that's why he has to play with Luca, because Luca will create more of those opportunities for him. He's not an isolation player, but he but he can do a lot of stuff that I'm sorry, like Maxi and Dwight just they Absolutely. They're not no, and they're, that's why you you'd rather have the warts at this point because when they were trying to win a certain kind of way before Maxi was injured, before Dwight was injured, I can understand the argument because it's how they got to the Western Conference Finals, but that also predicated on everybody hitting forty percent. They, they, they also had J- they had they had Jalen Brunson. That's right. So have- it's it's <laughs> it's like now it's like let's just let's try something different. Let's get weird. Like maybe if we all sort of agree with the assessment that the team's not going to be as good as last year, they should at least be fun. And the fact that they haven't been fun is really an indictment on on everything that's going on. And that's ultimately you know, and that's kind of the part that gets lost. You know, is like I mean, this is. This, it's professional sports, I get it, but it's you know it's also entertainment. That's right, I agree. Well, thanks for hopping in tonight, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, let's go back to Micah here. See if we can uh, bring him up here. What's up, buddy? 
I apologize. Yeah. I can't hear you for anything. It might be my signal finally going to hell. Um, I'm really sorry about that. I think I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to pull you off. But it's probably it's not you. It's me. The fact that I'm not on Wi-Fi. But uh, let's try again tomorrow night, all right? Or you know, Monday night. I appreciate you coming on here, um, guys. Okay. I think. Um, yeah, we're getting. This is this is my. Uh, this is this might be my sign to 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 call it a quits. Um, I apologize because I'm sure some of you guys want to be mad for a little while longer. Uh, it's been 45 minutes. Thank you so much for for hanging out with me tonight. I know we got a few more people back. I always try to get to everybody, but I just I can't tonight. Um, if this is where my connection speed is going, I should have Wi-Fi again tomorrow. Um, hotspot somewhere else, and we'll be back here Monday night. Appreciate y'all spending part of your Saturday night with me. Uh, we will talk soon. And go, go Mavs.